0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. You guys already know the deal. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends. My name is Iman and I'm joined by Asad. Asad, what is up?
1: Hey, it's a good night, you know. Uh, The Raptors pull out a win against the Bulls this weekend to close out the weekend. So I'm having a good time. Uh, And hey, it's a good time for all of us, I guess, right?
0: I mean, I hope so. I hope so. So we are speaking to you Um, Right after the first game of the home and home versus the Chicago Bulls, the Raptors did, like I said, just said, hold out the win 104-113 for the Raptors there. What are your thoughts on the game that just was?
1: Uh, Well, I'm sure we're going to get into a couple topics, but uh, well, we kind of saw one, uh, the return of Fred VanVleet and how important Fred VanVleet is to this team. Uh, Hey, he made his presence known with 30 points right out the gate. Uh, passing the ball, 11 assists, and you know, only what do you have one turnover for the game? Uh, and that's kind of where you know Fred Van Vliet, regardless of you know where the Raptors go and how good the young guys get, it's really valuable to have an all star like Fred Van Vliet, where you can trust him to not turn the ball over, make sure the offense get organized, and hit a ton of three pointers. Which, uh, hey, that's something that's a little difficult for our team, uh, from time to time. So love to get to see Fred Van Vliet back. Uh, We also got to see kind of what the team looks like in their first game without Pascal Siakam.
0: Well, I was going to get to that. We gained a Fred Van Vliet, um, but unfortunately, as, you know, the story went last year, this rapper team can never be whole altogether on the court, it seems like. Um, With the return of Fred Van Vliet, that marked the first game without Pascal Siakam. Uh, So I'll let you continue. What were your thoughts on that?
1: uh, Well, so – The one thing, like, it's like, all right, with Pascal Siakam, the Raptors' half-court offense, when Pascal Siakam's out there, has been pretty, like, middle of the pack compared to, like, being near non-existent when he's not. I have a feeling that a lot of that has to do kind of with what the bench lineups are. Um, Nick Nurse still trying to figure out which bench guys can be trustworthy to not completely, you know, fall apart out there. Uh, Well, you know, with Pascal out, I think it's not as much his scoring that the Raptors miss, which which they are going to miss. But the one thing that Pascal's been doing great, he's averaging like seven, eight assists a game right now. Like he has been creating offense for everybody. Just attracts so much attention. Defense collapses, the ball starts moving, and suddenly you see Gary Trent Jr. shooting an open three. You see Scotty Barnes cutting baseline, uh, getting the catch from the dunker spot, easy dunk, right? So a lot of easy points created off of Pascal Siakam, either just one pass away or even two passes away. So it was interesting to see, okay, you got no Pascal operating in the middle lane of the floor. How are the Raptors, like, who are the Raptors going to go to to create advantages for them? Who's going to, you know, get get the offense going? And, well, tonight we saw it. It was either with Fred VanVleet and uh, using pick and roll action with Christian Coloco as a rim threat, Great game from Coloco. Interested to see how important he's going to be moving forward. So far this season, just quickly on Coloco, 10 games in a season. Outside of, like, drawing fouls, he's been, like, a presence on the court. Like, offensively, yes, it gets a little bit slower because you got to operate with a big, but he does put a very clear uh, amount of pressure on the rim where the big has to kind of stick with him. Players have to stick with him when he rolls because they're worried about him just being as tall as he is. He's a vertical threat. And then defensively, he has just been like just a presence at the rim where, you know, either turning people away from drives or just six block shots in that first game against Chicago. Pretty impressive, right? So uh, Fred VanVleet, you saw initiate offense in the absence of Pascal Siakam and did it a couple ways. Either you did it through the pick and roll with Christian Coloco, who's you know, rim gravity allowed for a little bit of movement there. Um, Fred getting a little audacious with a three point shot, bringing his defender out further so he could kind of drive and get into the paint and start creating stuff. And then the other way that the Raptors did it was they used a combination of Scotty Barnes and OG um getting them switched onto a guard, throwing the ball to them in the post or them entering the post themselves with their handle in the case of Scotty Barnes, uh, and posting out the smaller guards that the Bulls had, getting into the middle of the paint and then creating from there. So Those are probably your three avenues to, you know, attract attention, draw a double, get the help defense moving and, you know, create offense for the Raptors while Pascal Siakam has gone. And it is going to look ugly at times as well. So uh, it was interesting to see that take place right away. Uh, What I do worry about is how the Raptors are going to be uh, in the fast, in in transition without Pascal Siakam, because Pascal Siakam has been handling the ball for them, regularly in transition, um, leading their transition attack that's, like, tops in the league. And also, I wonder how kind of the bench, like, Pascal Siakam, the bench shooters haven't been great for the Raptors, but Pascal Siakam's been, like, a Band-Aid on everything. You've got to throw him out there with any four guys and kind of cobble together some semblance of a decent lineup. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what that looks like moving forward, and, uh, yeah, what went, I guess, with that. It's like, hey, Fred VanVleet's back from three games off. Uh, he played forty minutes of that first game almost, right? Thirty-nine <laughs> minutes. So, what minutes is Fred VanVleet looking at the next uh next couple weeks? Uh, is going to be an interesting, interesting thing to kind of monitor and keep going forward with.
0: It really is. I mean, you said it there: thirty-nine minutes, forty minutes for Scotty on the first night of a back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a tough road now. Uh, for those who don't know yet, Pascal Siakam has been sidelined. It's been reported as a right adductor sprain or strain, I should say. And so he is expected to miss a few weeks there. And I mean, you touched on it about what the Raptors are going to really need to generate some offense in the absence of of, um, Pascal Siakam. And their first matchup now is going to be the Chicago Bulls, a team that they just played. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the Bulls because they're also missing Zach Levine, but they did bring in Canada's favorite, Toronto's very own, I feel like we've claimed him already, right? He belongs to us. Comp 10, everybody knows who I'm talking about. DeMar DeRozan, it was his first game here this season. And Nick Nurse greeted him with some of the hardest doubles <laughs> he's faced this year. What are your thoughts about DeMar DeRozan's game tonight?
1: Yeah, well, DeMar DeRozan got held to nine shots in, in his first matchup, and he had 20 points. So like, as much as like you want to say, hey, you were able to restrict him, getting 20 points off of nine shots is a pretty incredible lot, like efficiency, right? Of course, a lot of that was at the free throw line. Um, But hey, you know, when you have a guy who can get there and get you points like that, that's pretty great. Um, Also, like, again, uh, Zach Levine's out in the same way that the Raptors, Pascal comes out. uh, I'm sure that Fred Van Vliet is going to be start seeing a lot of hard doubles up top, right? He's going to get a lot of attention because, hey, when you don't have that secondary guy, uh, teams can start doing this where they're like, all right, we're just going to limit your shot attempts. just one player shot attempts, but sending them hard doubles right at half and uh, make the rest of the guys create and beat us. Right. So we saw that tonight with the bulls. They weren't uh, the bull supporting guys weren't kind of good enough to get the ball moving yeah. enough and they weren't able to hit enough shots to really hurt the Raptors. Uh, but Hey, in game two on Monday, the, that might be something that, you know, comes to bite the Raptors um, in the back. And, Again, Demar Derozan, there's not really like you can't really say too much about it. Like he's just like sustained excellence. It feels like he's gotten to a point where his game has gotten so good that like just on like autopilot, he can kind of get you like twenty five and five, forty six against five, the right. Celtics. Yeah, well, autopilot
0: forty six
1: yeah. against the Celtics. Well, I guess the Celtics. <laughs> uh you- Anybody who wants to have a little bit of fun, go into the YouTube search. Just type in Demar Derozan forty, and the first like six results are going to be Celtics games. I promise you. Uh, that that's his uh, that's his uh, go to guess, the Celtics. That's, that's
0: that's the Demar to Boston is Kyle to Utah. Exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> um I mean like I'm interested in just like even just talking about the Bulls the Raptors are going to face some Western Conference teams coming up in in the next couple in the next couple of games uh, after this Bulls one but they're going to go up against the Indiana Pacers they're going to go up against the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat that'll be sometime in November possibly in the window that we're missing Pascal Siakam Um, but the Bulls two games against them they're a team that was expected to be Maybe not necessarily a top six team in the Eastern Conference, but right around the play-in. I'm not sure how much you've seen of them, but from what you've seen, do you think that they're sort of right there in the mix? Like, what do you expect from the Bulls this season?
1: Uh, Again, like, the Bulls are right there in the mix. Like, they have a good, like, five, like, they have, like, four, four and a half, five guys that they can trust on any given night. Um, And then they have Patrick Williams, who I'm not counting in that group, like DeMar DeRozan, you know what you're getting from him every night. Nikola Vucevic, um, again, first game he had 18, 12, and six. Like as much as you want to say about him being kind of defensively slow-footed or whatever, uh, he is an offensive threat. He's uh, having a decent season. Um, you know, he's a really good player that they can go through every night. Alex Caruso, like as much as OG Ananobi, we're going to say is defensive player of the year. Alex Caruso has been incredible defensively um, to start this he, season.
0: He uh, had a, he was a plus fifteen in tonight's game and yeah. he couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know <laughs> what the value <laughs> of Caruso is one for 11 and plus 15 on the night. And that's specifically because of what he brings yeah. for that team and, defensively.
1: And looking back, like, <laughs> again, like, Scotty Barnes, the Alex, like, the Raptors actively look to get Alex Caruso off of their ball handler. Like, even Scotty Barnes has Alex Caruso on him, and he's trying to get a switch to go attack Gordon Dragic, which is great game planning, but also <laughs> similar-sized dudes, but, you know, get me away from Alex Caruso. So they have Alex Caruso, Ayo um, DeSomu, great young player, you know, gives him some shooting, gives him a little bit of zip. And then Javante Green, who is like my favorite role player in the league. Like, I, every so time I watch this guy play, one. you don't understand. Every time I watch this guy play, it's just.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
1: Always in the right spot, always making the right cut. Just bringing energy again. Uh, Raptors fans might remember Javante Green from the uh, from the preseason, where he schooled every single Raptor in the fourth quarter, just ducking it all over us. So Javante Green, really awesome guy. So they have a they have an interesting team. They definitely have enough guys to pull out wins here and there. So I wouldn't necessarily just uh, say that they're like like playing fodder. Like they have the ability yeah. to win, go out, w- win some games against some top teams. Um, It's unfortunate that they're missing uh, Lonzo Ball, who's really key for their ball movement and their defense. But as long as they have Alex Caruso healthy and they have um, Zach Levine, you know, coming back from knee surgery, they could be a very competitive team. So, uh, you know, they're not a team to just take lightly per per se. Um, And what their record going into this Monday game against Raptors are five and six, which, you know, isn't that bad to start out, right? When you're dealing with injuries and dealing with starting out like, so uh, the Bulls are definitely like a decent team. and. You know, like seeing how the Raptors Two close play against losses right
0: them. now back to back, which is why hmm. I'm kind of worried about that Monday game. But before we get into predictions, really why I asked you where your thoughts were on the Bulls is I wanted to know do you think that you would join them if you were um, if you had higher aspirations in the Toronto Raptors? <laughs>
1: uh, if <laughs> I had if I had higher aspirations um, than playing in the Euro League because no other team would give me a contract, then yes, I would join the Chicago Bulls happily. Uh, you know, if I had higher aspirations, because the team that I wanted to go to for an entire year decided, hey, now we're good in free agency. I, yeah, <laughs> I'd join the Chicago <laughs> Bulls if they offered me a contract and said, hey, you can play some minutes here. That's how like we. That's how low our guard depth is that we'll let you play minutes at fifty years old, even with your. And higher he had a good game. But, and, hey. Is he?
0: Is he becoming? And, and guys, for, for those of you guys who don't know, we're just taking shots here, at Goran Dragic. But um, Goran returned you know with the return of uh, Canada's favorite king someone tweeted me this today so I should uh give them credit um <laughs> I will tweet it out I'll retweet it uh but you know with the return of Canada's favorite Demar Rosen we got a return of Raptor <laughs> fans league's favorite possible biggest villain in the league I can't think of a bigger one right now Goran Dragic who had a really good game. I mean, for every shot uh, that Caruso was missing, had a good <laughs> offensive game. Scored the ball in a way that um, you know, the Bulls really needed to keep them in tonight. Uh, yeah, the Raptors were trying to get switched on to him. Sure, he's gone chunkish, but he made he 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 made his shots. He, he shot the ball incredibly well. And that's something that, you know, we've seen it. The Raptors need a guy who can do that. Not saying they need Goran Dragic, but the Bulls certainly needed that tonight and uh, he came up big for them.
1: Yeah. And like, of course, like the Raptor fans, Peyton, Goran Dragic, like it's probably going a little bit long now. It probably doesn't really matter anymore. Like it is what it is with that guy, but like,
0: it's fun you know, though. you had know, a
1: decent game, right? It is what fun. it is. You gotta live with it. It's fun. I don't really mind it because, hey, like whatever. Your fans, you gotta have fun. Sometimes you gotta find your battles. Um, sure, it would be great if we could move from like Gora Dike to someone new because it's just starting to get a little boring. But hey, well. uh, I'm sure someone else will pop up. Uh, I'm sure Caleb Barton. Um, when we face him again, uh, there might be some, uh, some animosity there. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Gora Ooh. had a good game. It was great. Um, uh, and hopefully, let's see how he holds up in the back to back.
0: I don't like this. I don't like the idea that the Heat and the Bulls are the two teams that have kind of the Raptors villain considering DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry play for those teams respectively. Uh, Actually, not respectively. I I switched them up. (laughs) Um, All right, but I do want to take a step back. The Raptors will be missing Pascal Siakam for a few games. Um, the next one up is the Chicago Bulls. So first, we'll start there. But I do want to kind of t- take a look if you have a crystal ball in front of you and are able to predict a little bit of the future so we can talk about maybe what you think the record is. I'm not going to ask you to go through game by game or anything like that. The record? Can, can you pull that out for us? But first, let's start off with the Chicago Bulls. What do you think about Monday's game? Any Any preview you have for us?
1: Uh, again, it's just going to matter how much energy does Scotty Barnes have, how much energy he plays with again, like Scotty Barnes, he's one of the younger dudes. He had a little bit of foot pain in that Sunday game. So if he's coming out, you know, guns blazing and just like popping through the middle of the middle of the lane, then I, I expect the Raptors to win the game. Uh, I think again, like you're playing in the same conditions, both teams are flying back to Chicago, going through customs at the same time uh and you know playing the same amount this of minutes true. Right? so
0: this is true you
1: can't really blame anything uh it's not
0: the brooklyn to miami back to yeah. back
1: right so again like you're going back there i expect the raptors to win because they should win i think they have the talent and the size to really bob the bulls that said if zach levine plays for the bulls zach levine kind of been iffy um this season in his return coming back for off knee surgery but if zach levine is available that could be Um, interesting for the Bulls and we'll see how the game plan switches for the Raptors, Um, especially with how heavily they were doubling the Mar, they might not be able to do that. So uh, that might be where you miss Pascal Siakam, right? If there's a little bit more scoring punch on the Bulls Um, looking forward though. um,
0: So let me, let me pull it up for you. Okay. So I'm just, I'm going to give it a two week mark. I think he'll be reevaluated in two weeks, but I'm going to give it a two week mark. So today is a six. So we're looking at the Bulls, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Heat, and the Hawks. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that I just named.
1: Yeah. So the Rockets. What do you think
0: the Raptors?
1: The Rockets should be an easy win, win. Like losing to the Rockets would be pretty sad. That would mean that like the Raptors did not show up to play defense, did not care enough to play offense. Like again, this is a Rockets team that like. The Raptors have played them a few times. Did it not um, happen in
0: the preseason? <laughs> I know it's preseason basketball. <laughs> the,
1: the Raptors have played them a few times. Like last season when the Raptors played them, they had a similar looking roster. There's a lot of young guys. They don't really know how to take care of the ball. Um, they don't have a true point guard. So the Raptors have had a lot of success full court pressing this team um, into timeouts. So I would be interested to see that. I'm sure that I, I think they should be able to pull off a game against the Rockets pretty easily. As so you have Fred, OG, Scotty, and Gary. Uh, that's what about more the than enough mighty Thunder? The Thunder could be tricky. The one thing with the Thunder is they do have a lot of length. They have a lot of very mobile size and playing good basketball. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a problem. Who the Raptors guard him with, uh, Shea draws a lot of fouls. He's very shifty. So he's not just like your normal athletic guard that you're trying to guard. He's very difficult to kind of stay in front of. So I can see the Raptors having some problem there. That said. Again, the Thunder, their young team, their shooting is not that great. They have a couple good shooters, uh, but team wide, they're probably not the best shooting team. So, so far, three know you're saying I would, I'm, I would assume that's a win. Um, it would be a tough win, but you know, you should be able to pull that game out.
0: Second night of a back to back in Indiana. Traveling from OKC to Indiana, so, I feel like that's not that. Is that that? I don't know American geography. So, I don't think
1: it's that far. Indiana's been playing some really good basketball. They have a lot of young guys. They spread the minute minutes around. So like Ben Matherin coming off their bench, Ben Matherin, Canadian kid, Montreal's finest. Uh, he's he's been amazing to start the season. Rookie like, of the
0: year.
1: Uh, he's right up there with Paolo Bancaro. Like, number two He's right there. I would put him in number one just because I feel like uh, I'm just a bit of a homer, but uh, you know. Ben Mather coming off the bench, giving you 20 points a night, Um, a lot of size, a lot of mobility. Indiana is an interesting team. Uh, Again, they don't really have like a speedy guard. So I think the Raptors should be able to guard them pretty well. Tyrese Halliburton, I don't know how successful he's really been against the Raptors. He's a little bit slow-footed. He kind of really has to hurt you with a jump shot. Uh, But again, on a back-to-back, it's a little tough. I'd like to see, I don't know if Indiana's coming off back-to-back. Um, I think that would probably be a tougher game. That said, OG Ananobi versus Indiana has been like money for the last, like that is however true. many years. So whether win or lo- win or loss, I expect OG to drop 30 in that game or somewhere close.
0: That's a win. You're not losing when OG really drops 30. What's oh. happening? That's a win. All right, Detroit. So was that the first loss that we're calling?
1: Oh, we don't need. We don't need Pascal Siakam to lose against Detroit. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: I said I wasn't going to make you go through the games one by one, but here we are. So the next two that I have here is Miami and Atlanta after that loss to Detroit.
1: Uh, Miami's probably tough. I don't think we can beat Miami without Pascal Siakam. Miami's a really good team. It's at home,
0: though.
1: Uh, Doesn't matter. I think Miami's just too good of a defensive team. Again, like dealing with Bam at a bio to create offense. Like the Raptors struggled in those first two matchups against Miami. Like those were close games. And Pascal Siakam was massive in those games. He drew so much attention. Um, so I don't know if we can really win without Pascal, against a Miami team, but it would be an interesting game. You know, if Miami has a cold shooting night, then you could definitely get them. So.
0: And then the last one is the Atlanta Hawks.
1: Uh, I think you get the Hawks. The Hawks still have the same issue, right? Like Scotty Barnes and OG Ananoga should be able to create the same matchup issues. Uh, defensively, the Raptors have, again, the Hawks, I feel like the Hawks don't care enough about every possession to kind of deal with the Raptors so I'm gonna say it's a win. I'm gonna say it's a win against the Hawks that one's a close one but I think the Raptors are gonna win they should be able to win that
0: game all right so if my mouth is correct and it probably isn't but we're gonna say you said a win a win a win a loss a loss so you're basically assuming that they go <laughs> two and seven or two and six I should say in the next eight games six and two in the eight games oh yeah Guys, it is late. We are recording after the game. Thank you very much. Six and two without Pascal Siakam uh, is a great is a great prediction. I'm hoping you're right. Thank you so much, Asad, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, or subscribe, uh, and do all of that good stuff. Comment if it's positive. If it's negative, tweet it at me. Let's see if we can go back and forth. Bye, guys.